It's recording now. Good morning, Good everybody. Good morning, Saturday morning, Saturday November morning. 21st. Yes, and uh, Brian has gone outside this morning. I have not, but he said it's really lovely outside. What's it like outside today in San Antonio, oh, it's Texas? About 72, 72 room temperature. That's yeah. awesome. It's nice. We don't have winter ever, which is, I would like some. We went to the, my daughter and I went to the coffee shop because it was foggy and cold, which it never is. And mm-hmm. it's a coffee shop she loves to go to, and it's foggy and cold. And yeah. it was for about 10 minutes, and then the sun came out, and it was Re- really Which one warm. did you go to? Berry to Bean down oh, the street. Oh, Berry to Bean. Okay. Really cute coffee shop. It is nice. So, uh, But it's <clears> lovely <throat> now. It's nice. Um, have you got used to the fact that you no longer... Well, you grew up with no winter. Yeah, I'm used to no winter because I grew up in Silsby, Texas. And so for me, actually, it getting cold was annoying to me when I was growing up. Yeah. Because we did a lot of outside work. Like, we would have to do firewood because it was cold right so we had to have some amount of firewood available because we had a a wood burning stove so it would be cold a lot of the mornings but i mean people would freak out though if it got below 30 degrees because there would be ice on the road and it was chilly in your house though we went home yeah because it wasn't equipped for it so there was no central like the rooms in the back didn't have any central heating like we didn't have any heat. So when it in got cold, it house, got cold back there. Except for the living room. And yeah. he had a wood fire, wood burning stove there, right? Right. Yeah. So I'm used to there not being winter. I did not like winter. So when we went to when I moved to Chicago, that was a huge change. And I just think winter is so long. That's really I love winter. I think it's cool, but I would only want it for maybe two months. I think would be perfect. Because snow is beautiful. It is. Chicago's gorgeous. But it's a long winter. In December, in Chicago, when you get one of those, when you're on Michigan Avenue, and it's nighttime, the sky is like this midnight blue. It's not black, but it's, I've never seen a sky like the Chicago sky in winter. And it's nice, you're saying. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Right. And when you get that first snow and it everything is nice, yeah because and fall is lovely too yes fall is lovely it's not new england not, it's a great not, city chicago is, yeah. summers are i miss the summers by the lake run i used to run by the lake mm-hmm. and the blueness of the lake and it's i mean yeah. well, it's like any summer it's like any city place that has a short summer people go nuts like in ireland it's so short i mean sometimes you just skip summer but that when it does happen people just get out and it's like this thing yeah whereas here it's just summer all the time well, it's not summer all the time. It feels but it's like, like summer all almost the time. summer all the time. <laughs> it's like summer, the two seasons, summer and December. Yeah, I mean, I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't. Yeah, I guess you do get used to it. The first Christmas here was odd because we sat by a pool, and um, with yeah. palm trees, and it was 72. And while I think people, that sounds great, like people go on holidays for Christmas and they have that, but this was actually our home, so I think I found that. It was a bit depressing, actually. Are you getting used to it now, or do you still feel am, yeah. be, feel depressed around the holidays? No, no, I don't. I think I've got used to. Well, now that we're settled here, I get, I'm, I'm more used to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, it's just mentally hard because when you when you reference a memory, to me, you refer, you're referencing a place, and you can remember maybe what you wore and that it was cold outside. Oh, mm-hmm. remember that time when we were in the snow, or that time when there was fall? There's no reference point here because it does feel like it's summer all the way through. So it's hard to right. reference when That's something true. happened. Yeah. Well, because 26 years of my life, roughly, yeah, I've lived in a place where it's been cold at Christmas time and when there's been snow at Christmas. And 
Right. And maybe even snow at Thanksgiving. So it is strange now, but I feel... Well, you're, yeah. I do... There is a sense that, you know, you want Christmas Day to have that that magic to it, that it seems like it lacks. Christmas is not as magical in Texas. Yeah. You know, which is kind of sad. I know the kids miss the magic of the snow. and Yeah. But we do our best. It's still lovely. Christmas is still great. So. So, uh, what do we... Uh, should we get straight into it? Well, you want to do any catch-ups on the week or no? Let's, well, let's oh, just get uh, right into it. Well, there was one thing. Oh, by the way, as always, we're now four minutes in. As always, look at the description if you don't want to hear this preamble. And, and I give... In the description, I give what we talk about when, so you can go right, straight to those points. Because, right. you know, you don't have to sit and listen to this. But you don't. There was something during the week that I... Um, oh, I forgot what it was but at the end I do want to talk about any shows or podcasts but <sighs> you want to talk about what? oh at the end I'm thinking uh-huh. we, we end it by saying is there a podcast or a show you'd like to recommend? oh okay gotcha at the end. but there was something in review of the week it was something we ended with last week and I forgot so you go ahead and talk about your week and then um, we'll get into the main part okay well I had a I've been working on a painting I think I was working on it actually last week too but I was commissioned to do a painting and this painting has gone in like, sometimes I can't find my place where I want to be. And so what I wanted to do with the painting didn't end up happening. And so I finally have it on the track I want it to be on. I hope I finish it today, but I did that most of the week. I've been painting a lot. And then also I have, I joined a really cool gym yesterday, super affordable. They were having a big giant special and so I signed my daughter and myself we joined and you work out in a room with infrared heat so it's like one of the rooms we worked out in was 136 degrees and the other room we worked out in is 129 degrees and you can like adjust the heat um so it's like working out in Houston no because there's no humidity it's like low humidity okay. okay it was like 76 percent humidity i think or something like that it wasn't like because i've worked out in really really high humidity and you just like you sweat buckets yeah in that type of humidity but without the humidity you get a really nice sweat going but it's not just like pooling off of you like it does if it's humid so that's those are two of my weekly highlights i have more but i'll end it there Anything from you, Brian? Not really. Um, no? Okay. I just just one thing. I discovered that they canceled the San Antonio half marathon. Oh, okay. So I had a ten mile run schedule last week. I just decided to just cancel it. Yeah, I think you knew that last week. I think oh, did you I mentioned say that last it last week? week. I think so. All that to say, if you don't have a target, you, if I don't have a target, I'm just not going to do the work. It's Brian very, it's does very sad. excellent when he has a target. He is. But you, I have to have a target. He's on fire and motivated and consistent, and yeah. he really like he follows it and does it exactly the way he's supposed to do it and it's very but without impressive. the target like this i just what there's times like i went out when i trained for, i only did one marathon and i'm never doing another one it was too long very proud of you brian thank you but um i would say that uh there i went out when i was i was sick one day i ran 10 miles or 15 mm-hmm. miles when i felt sick but yeah i had to do it to stay on schedule and then i came home early once i did six miles i was supposed to do 12 and you pushed me to do more mm-hmm. but again had a tar- had the target not been there it, the work wouldn't have got done yeah which is a great, uh, which is a great um, transition mm-hmm. for what I think we're going to talk about. Yeah. Speaking of, speaking I'm of targets, 
So now we're eight minutes in. Let me write a note down here. We made a target. Uh, tell us about what we're going to talk about today. We are going to talk about being debt-free. 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 Yes. Do you want me to say something? Oh, no, I could say something. So, um, we got into a pile of debt. We've never been... We've been not great with credit cards. Right. Uh, so, we've gone up and down. A lot of well, times... we can give, our, a little, give a little history of how we are financially. Like... How we've been. Yeah, like what our... What our... Uh, pattern of operation was in the past uh the pattern of operation in the past was we would always live a little beyond our means and we'd go go a little into debt and then yeah. we would pay off the debt at tax time and bonus time yes so we would do that every year every year so bonus and tax time was never a time where it's like hey let's go to a vacation let's do this that's yeah it was always we just went enough and we leaked enough into into debt where we, we and it was just this vicious cycle that happened yeah and the other thing that we did too that we didn't really, I guess we realized it, but we really hadn't thought about it because we didn't, we never lived extravagantly at all. Um, and we always had too much house. And so we had our friend Jared come over one day and this was back in, t- what year would it have been? 2008? No, two no, th- seven, 2007. 2007. So he came over and he looked at our budget and he goes, you guys really don't spend that much money. He said, you're spending most of your money on your house. And so he he advised to us, he said, either I would sell it, he said, or move out and rent it. And so, I mean, we kind of knew, we kind of knew it already, but we didn't, we weren't ready to like make a drastic move like that. And then... I don't know. It was like later in that year that all of a sudden I just felt like I didn't want to have stuff anymore. And I started getting rid of all of our stuff and not like, you know, things that we needed, but just like extraneous stuff and downsizing drastically. And then during that time is when we decided to sell the building. So before we owned a two flat, I was thinking back at the time frame. Um, and I don't know when Jared had come over exactly, but uh, we owned a two flat. We rented out mm-hmm. the upstairs. Yeah. So that was actually, and it, the two flat had 1,200 square feet and it had two bedrooms plus an office. That really oh, could have been yes. a bedroom, right? Yes. Do, all we had to do was throw a door on it. Yeah. Which we might have done. So it was three bedrooms. There was two of us. Yeah. And we had uh, two kids at the time. And it was around that time where, where the basement, mm-hmm. I got it in my head and I couldn't let it go. We've got to convert the basement. We need more space. Oh my God. The need more space. But isn't that funny? Now, yeah. We, I just like locked onto that. It yeah. became everything. We got it. It's there. So we got it. So the right. guy, guy comes over and uh, quotes um, 27000 and it ended up being 50000 And then mm-hmm. we accidentally, when we did the refinance to pay for it, we accidentally pulled in. Um, the rest of your college loan. Yeah, because well, it wasn't accidental. <laughs> no, it was good though. So that was another twenty thousand we pulled in, and another seven thousand. No, you're not stupid. I signed the paperwork. No, the... but they called me, and I said I didn't even know what he was talking about. Well, so oh, I don't remember that. So who called you? Well, someone called me from the refinance. Yeah, what did he say? Well, he was just I didn't understand what he was saying, but what he was basically saying is, should we lump in your student loan into oh. this as well? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I was saying yes. 
And I had no idea what he was talking about. Well, so I signed the paperwork and I yeah. thought what I was signing was, is this your wife's student loan? Yes. Is this yes. your credit card? Yes. What I was yeah. really signing was, we're lumping this in. Which, right. looking back, worked to our advantage, Yeah, right? well, it did. So we did that. But now what happens is we have, so it's a beautiful basement. It's great. But then I had to get another job that I ended up hating. Made yeah. great friends there. It's not a mistake. Looking back, it worked out in the end like a lot of life's journeys do. There's not necessarily mistakes. But I have to get a second job. Not a mm-hmm. second job. Another job. Working longer hours. We have this beautiful basement because we need it more space. Yeah. So what happens? We have bedrooms downstairs. Then one of the bedrooms upstairs becomes a storage room or an office or whatever. And then we have these. It remained an office. It always was it an did, office. upstairs. Yeah. Oh, well, the upstairs room, which was, could have been a room, now becomes the stairway down to the basement. That was a meaningless <gasps> That's room. That's right. That's so right. So the three bedrooms Dude. upstairs become two bedrooms. That was so dumb. Well, let's, let's talk through what we were thinking at the time. So we, we the idea was we need space. Yeah. Right? I think we bought into some stories there. Right. Okay. So like we tell ourselves stories, right? And we look around. Like the American dream is to what? Own the house. Yeah. You want to be a homeowner. And then also a lot of Americans, not everyone, but bigger is better. Yeah. And every child needs their own bedroom. And and I'm not speaking against this. If this is what you want to do and you can afford it or whatever, go for it. That's your obviously your prerogative. But I was thinking in my head, okay, we have these two kids. I want my space. I don't want them around me all the time. They need their own bedroom so they can have their toys. But what ended up happening is because they were little. They wanted to be in the same bedroom with one another. They wanted to share a bedroom, and they shared a bedroom for years. And they always wanted to be upstairs with me anyway, even though we had this whole play area for them downstairs. So then what happens is Finn's bedroom downstairs becomes a storage room because she's not using it because she wants to be with Liam, and they're like toddlers at the time. And then the play area downstairs, which I would use now and then to read because it was quiet, it was a basement. But that was the play area, but they wanted to play under your feet in the kitchen. Yes, they played next to me constantly. And then you realize you've gone into more debt Yeah. because you think you need more space when you really don't. Yeah, you don't. You do not. We and bought that line. We need more space. Right. We need more space. And maybe in your family, maybe you do technically well, yeah. well, hey, need but, more space because well, well, every family is different. Let me challenge but you for a second I, here. But we did not. So I grew up in a family of... 10 people there was eight Mm -hmm. kids and and we had four bedrooms and we had a sedan or a saloon as we would call it Mm -hmm. saloon being a car that has that this thing's gonna bother me i have to plug it in um the joys of not editing so but we now we couldn't we didn't now you wouldn't get away with it because there was there was eight kids in a sedan right a sedan's a car right yeah here it is yeah Yeah. it's called a saloon over there it's basically a four-door vehicle like a camry would be a sedan okay but we had 10 people driving in that thing. We couldn't all have seatbelts. So yeah. I understand it's, it's, it's some of it's that. But but I look at that like, so, okay, just to go on a little preamble here. Like um, years ago, families' houses were smaller mm-hmm. and, and they and they had bigger families. And now we're seeing mm-hmm. smaller families and bigger houses. Right. So I just don't, I don't buy the story that we need more space. I think we think we need more space. And you really don't need more space. I don't think space. you do. I think we totally bought that line. Actually, Conan O'Brien, I, I listened to his podcast, which is really good, by the way. Um, he grew up in a really big Irish Catholic family. 
and they had a very small house and he shared bedroom and he loved it. And I hear this over and over again from people, how they have so many great memories. Um, they have the memories of not only what they're doing with their siblings in the bedroom, yeah. but then they have the memories of their parents getting onto them for messing around. Yeah. Um, and so like having your own space could be really great, but at the same time, yeah, you build, you build a different type of relationship. I think when you're sharing a space with someone else. So my two brothers and I shared a small bedroom and I was on a bunk top bunk bed. And, um, the memory I have is, um, dad came in on two occasions cause we were making too much noise. And he's eye level with me, but he can't mm-hmm. see Kevin. Only mm-hmm. Kevin can only hear him. They can't see each other. Yeah. And and he's yelling at us without his teeth in. Uh-huh. It was terrible because I really wanted to laugh, but I would have been in big trouble. What did he say? I don't know, but it was all I could re- I was just looking at him trying not to laugh. Yeah. But Skinner down below, Kevin, <laughs> he could laugh away. I don't know if he saw that, but that was just a good memory of the sharing. Anyway. Yeah. That's a side story. Okay, so... The other thing was, people would say, you're not going to lose the money. They would yeah. say, this is now, we sold, we, so we ended up selling the building yeah. after we had this analysis that we had just, and we kind of felt, I felt it in our bones that we need to just sell. Yeah. Um, and well, that's the story I tell myself, because there's people who would have loved to have sold their property probably in 2007. So we right. sell that thing in, in, in December of 2007. And people are, you know, we've been told, hey, you won't lose the money on the house. Well, 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 the people who bought it after us did lose it because it lost half its value. Now, it's probably back. So you have to look at it long term. But that narrative was also, I felt, a false narrative mm-hmm. of invest the money. I know it's, I know you've just dumped whatever was 80000 into that basement, including your loans. But um, you're never going to lose the money. We we ended up walking away with our um well, we we didn't. We, we made nothing. We made well, nothing. actually, we technically made twenty thousand because that covered my student. It did loan. cover your student loans. That was good. But we lost. We didn't make a profit because when we bought that building, we thought for sure we would make yeah uh, a really good profit. I do want to do that. a sh- shout out. I don't want to give his last name because it was a private uh, act of charity that I don't think he'd appreciate being necessarily public. But the guy who sold our house, a man of amazing character, we actually ended up owing five grand. Mm-hmm. We thought we thought we'd make some money. We, we owed five grand. He actually gave us back that five thousand out of his commission. Well, it was amazing. It was. We thank you to this day. I'd love to say who it is, but why can't we say his name? Well, I don't because it was private. Maybe he didn't oh, want everyone to jump okay. about it. Maybe other people right. be like, "Hey, I heard you uh, did that for them." <laughs> <laughs> I doubt they would, but anyway. So, but he knows who he is if, if he if he ever heard it. Um, so yeah, so we we do that. And um, I'd be curious to know. I should go back and well, see what I the building's worth now. Well, I think doing the basement, though, actually helped us sell the two flats. It, it did. You're right. Because the people who bought it, they had looked at 54... 80? Yeah. We were the 80th. 80 two flats? 80. They looked at... He told me they looked at 79 two flats. No way. I don't know, though. Like, I talked about the bus shelter being 400 pounds last week, and it was 40. So maybe I'm not the best person to ask. Well, anyway, it was a I lot. I thought it was a lot. It was more than 10. They had been looking at two flats for a long time, and they yeah. had looked at a ton of them. And, and ours, right. I have to point. say, was, it was pretty nice. really nice. Yeah. It was in perfect condition. This is another funny story. Yeah. We sold the two flat. Our friend Ginger lived upstairs, 
Um, and rest in peace to Ginger. Oh my gosh. Anyway, she lived, I'm going to cry. Anyway, she lived upstairs and we had moved out into a condo and, um, Anyway, she called. We were watching a Christmas movie, and her pipe had burst, and we had never had any plumbing issues at all. Can you talk, Brian? I can't. Oh talk. yeah, yeah, but yeah, sure. I don't know where I don't know where to bring that story though. Well, I was just gonna say was it that the like the stink pipe. No, it wasn't the stink pipe. She had had a stinky pipe in her kitchen. Yeah, I, I can think talk like about a, that if, a, if, a if it gives you time to recover. Had died in there. But anyway, she called, and there had never been any problems with the building before. Uh, but her roof was leaking. And then these people had a gas leak in the basement. And it had been inspected twice. So it was just really weird that, like, right after we sell the building, we had these two major problems with it. And we had never, ever had a single issue with that building in all the years we lived there. Um so anyway, sorry guys, I'm crying because Ginger passed away and um, just, I don't know, just talking about her this morning just yeah, yeah. made me think you guys of her. Because you guys sang together for yeah, years. Yeah, we sang together at church. Yeah. And, she was the first um, she person. She has a daughter. And yeah. So anyway. Um, just to, um, the, the stink pipe problem that she had. Did you say a, a mouse died in the pipe or are you guessing that? I don't know. Something happened, but we fixed it, right? Yeah, we what did, was yeah. the problem? Well, the stink pipe is actually attached to the sewer. So when you flush uh-huh. your toilet, that pipe, it, it exhausts the smell of that oh, sewer. Oh, that's right. So it okay, wasn't a dead mouse. That. Okay, sorry. <laughs> it was some dead trouts, maybe. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. I didn't mean to... Anyway, so yeah. I think doing the basement helped us sell the building. It did, and yeah. Get it. And that was really great because then everything crashed. That's when the housing market just... Took a nosedive and. I don't think you ever. Did you ever cry about Ginger's death? I believe I did. Okay. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah. Um. I don't remember. Yeah, she was our tenant for a while. Yeah, and our friend. She. Yeah. I've known a new Ginger for years. As with Jackie and Mike, and um. um she was a lovely, lovely yeah. soul. It was, and then um. But that was it. Was a nice building. Like upstairs was beautiful. My parents loved it because, like where Jackie Mike lived, the yellow tile from the fifties. Mm-hmm. My parents lived in a one just like that on the south side. Yellow tile also. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. So anyway, we sold it and then we rented <coughs> for a while. Yes. Yeah, so we started renting, which was nice. Yeah, and then we. Um, so oh, there was one more thing I wanted to say, and I don't know if it's maybe I will edit it if the story's. Nah. I'm going to move on. I'll tell you later. And then you can okay. tell me if I should have added it in. But, okay. Um, we, uh, we go to, I, we go, to, I go to seminary and we move there. Yes. That's when the debt starts to rack up, right? Right. So we're, then we're debt free then. Okay. So here's the way our marriage would work and our finances. Every year we would be debt free for a while. <clears throat> and then towards the new year and Christmas, we would begin to rack up some debt up to around 10000 what was it that high? Uh, I hope not. How much would it be? I'm afraid to go back and look. Well, I mean, it was it wasn't. No, we, like... no, you're right. That's a good point. We would it would leak, and then it would be a, and then the, you know the kid would take his 
finger out of the hole and the dike would burst Simon. and then you're right it did go up around Christmas very highly because we didn't right. save for Christmas right. right right so it would go up then we would pay it off right and then but we would do this every year in cycles so two thirds of the year we would be not no debt yeah and then a third in debt okay so then we sell the building we have no debt we go to seminary and we go the first year we don't have to pay because we had had we had some money yeah and then Brian has to work. He can't find a job in his field. <clears throat> so he has to work as a security guard. He's taking out loans. Oh, because this is a whole other thing. Like, we didn't even talk about, like, we saving didn't. for this. We didn't stop. And, well, so I think there was, um, <clears throat> and, and we'll probably get into this mindset in, in future episodes. Yeah. But I remember hearing at the time, um, like, I felt called to go to seminary. Yeah. That's the wording I would have used. I felt called to be a pastor. In my mind, I was called to be a pastor, and I had been resisting it all my life, and finally I was going to give in. And around that time, the pastor of the church where was saying, hey, when God invites, or no, it was talking about, what, he did the analogy of when God calls you somewhere, he'll take care of it. It's like a guy t- calling a girl out on a date. He's going to pay or something. Maybe that was the analogy. But he said, when, co- when God invites, God pays. And that stuck in my head. It's like, well, if you're calling me to seminary, sem- 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 seminary you're going to, you're going to pay for it. So, Well, I just think that was naive on your part. Uh, no, I, I agree. Because I think, I think if you had talked to another pastor, like yeah. I know that Ray Carter would not have said that to you. No, no. I, I Ray I, Carter would have told you to save money yeah. or get a job or... Um, yeah, and I think, I don't, like looking back, we were talking about this with Liam where we racked up tens of thousands of dollars in debt from that experience. and um, Which was totally stupid. But we didn't see that at the time. Like yeah. in that time, I think we were thinking of it as school. And it was so ingrained in our brain to think that it's okay to take out loans for education. Yeah. And especially for a master's degree. Yeah. And I don't think I ever thought it was a bad kind of debt. I looked at it as like a house. Yeah. And I did too. I thought that I kind actually, of debt is usually not frowned upon, but I looked at it that way. But looking back, yeah, I would have done things a lot differently. Yeah, where are you going? To blow my nose. Okay. So anyway, this is 2011. Is when the journey started. When we moved to Colorado, lived on campus. It was a great five years. I mean, I I don't um, I don't think any of us regret going there. I think it was great for the kids. We were in a nicer climate. The kids had tons of friends. What I was going to say to you was, like, when we talked about the debt, like, uh-huh. Liam looked at it and said, you know, it was an investment in our childhood. Like, we had a great childhood being there. Oh, my gosh. It was amazing. It so, was again, it goes back to, like, how could we have done it better? But I, I, I don't regret the five years there. It was really, no, really I don't regret formative it. and great. And, and on the issue of, like, you're right, people don't frown upon debt for um, houses. And at the time, I would have said, and I still think I would say to this, if you are going to go into debt, I think edu- I would put education before a house because you're investing in yourself. I wouldn't go into debt for education. Would you go into debt for a house? Only if you're going to be a doctor or something like that. So that's a I good think point. The return on investment many, wasn't all that And this great. can be a whole other podcast on yeah, how not to go into debt for college. Um, but I think if you plan and you save and... There are so many myths around college and that you have to go to like a prestigious college in order to be successful. And there's so many myths around college um, that we can do that in another podcast. Yeah. But 
you can go to college and be debt free. You don't have to go to Harvard or Yale and all these places. Um, so yeah, and even a master's degree. We could have gotten you a master's degree debt free, but we didn't even think to have that conversation at that time. How do you, how do you think we could have got there? Number one, we could have saved. Right. You could have taken classes online. Yeah. For a while. Um, yeah. You could have taken longer to get it. I agree. You could have, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, there's so many things. I could have had a job. Yeah. We didn't even think about that. I was right. homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. I never even thought, like, to get a job. Yeah. You never even asked me to get a job. Well, the guy living downstairs worked at nights. He worked from midnight to 8 a.m. Mm-hmm. Then he'd go to class. And he did that for five years. And they still walked away with 80000 in debt. Just like us. Yeah. So, oh, you just gave the number away. Well, I didn't mean oh, to. Totally. But... We're not editing. So, yeah. So, I didn't want to do that. It's like, I'm, I'm going to kill myself, you know. But so... Um... Yeah, if you're a Christian person out there who loves to support ministries, a great thing to support are men and women who want to go in the ministry and to offer scholarships to them. Yeah, Um, yeah. Because Brian was not able to get any scholarships because he was older and he was a Caucasian male. Yeah. Like he didn't fit any of like these niche... Scholarships, yeah. Scholarships. um, You know, he he wasn't wanting to be a missionary or something like that. So if you're a... And the, and the one you're talking about, there was one that paid the whole way. Uh-huh. But you have to be under 25 and commit right, and commit, commit to staying in the States. Right. And he was too At old. one point, if you're given the money, you get to set the rules. But that kind of um, bothered me because I couldn't commit to staying in the States. Well, I don't know. And I couldn't pretend I was under right. 25. Because when you either. go in the ministry, you don't make any money. Not at all. And Brian would have taken a drastic pay cut yeah. to be a pastor. I agree, though. I think a lot of... There's I a didn't lo- finish. Okay, go ahead. And... So basically, you have a, a degree that costs thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, but yet at the same time, you're going to come out of school making less than you potentially were making in the workforce, because Brian was already making a really good salary. Oh, much less. I mean, you make a third of it. Yeah, you a make of it. way well, less. Well, I don't know if that's true. Depends. And then how can you pay off all those loans? Yeah. So... If you ever think of going to seminary, you need to be very creative about it. Yeah. Take your time. Don't go into debt. And if you have money to give to people, give it to those people because it's expensive to get a master's. But I agree what you're saying. There's a lot of um, probably big churches that that invest a lot of money into, I don't know, um, buildings, Mm -hmm. sound systems. I don't know, salaries. But I remember going through that thinking like, why aren't they investing in their future workers more? Not to say they're not. Right, but I do think that I do feel like that's a blind spot there, I'm, and I'm pointing to evangelicalism because I don't know the mainline denominations. They probably have something else set up, like a Catholic seminary. If you're a priest, like they're they're paying your way, but of course it's like it's like the that's true. It's like, like the, the army though. Like the, the army pays your way, but then you they they own you. For 20, well, churches for, could do that. They could have internships. Whether you have to commit to so many years after, right? Probably. And yeah. then you do so many years of service at that church yeah. and that local church. That's another, not a bad idea. There was another thing that, speaking of um, of narratives that we... So I think a, a lot of the journey into debt, I think, is believing false narratives. Yes, yes. 
One of them again was you need more space. Yes. False. One of them was if you you're not going to lose money on investing in that property. Right. We, 2008 showed us that was false. That's now, false. Now you can argue and say, well, it's, if you're in it for the long run, it'll come back. Okay. Yeah, but, but you can't tell. You don't know if you're going to live in a property for the next 20 years. You don't. You might need to move in two years because of a job relocation. Well, ex- you're right. Exactly. So so that property that we sold did come back, but it took several years. Yeah. Almost 10. So that's the other narrative. So another narrative that I that we believed was that I felt that God told me if I didn't strike now while the iron's hot and go to seminary now, it would be too late. Right, and that's... And I, I don't know. Well, I just think that... I think sometimes when we think we've heard from God... Yeah. Number one, sometimes that might not have been God. It right. could have just been you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And... I think sometimes we don't take a minute with the things that we think that God has told us. And, and kind of run it through people. So, hey. Right. Like talk to people about it. Because, I mean, I think if we would have waited a little bit, maybe we'd, we would have come up with some. Well, and here's the other thing, Brian. Sometimes you just don't know what you don't know. Right. Like you felt this is what God told you. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you moved on it. Right. Sometimes we're just not thinking. Yeah. We're not thinking that we even need to take a minute and think about it. Yeah. We're not thinking of these bigger questions. But and two, running it by people that have more life experience. Yeah. That is not a bad idea at all. That's actually a really great it's idea. Not. I wanted to touch on something you said, which was I was in a rush to get through it. Mm-hmm. I wish I wasn't. Like I could have stayed uh we took five years right yeah i could have stayed seven or eight and and, and actually leaving felt hard like i didn't want to leave i they had to kick me out of the nest because after five years you have to you can't be yeah. on campus anymore but even if we were off campus i um i wish i'd slowed down and enjoyed it more because the first semester I did 14 hours and i loved going full-time the second i did 12 and then I think it was only two or three semesters that i did full-time mm-hmm. but that they were the semesters that really killed us financially yeah and then of course the years working as a security guard you make seventeen thousand dollars a year i mean you know what with oh, a family we of five food, what you, stamps, what you, food baby. stamps yeah food stamps rule they helped and then churches gave us food too <laughs> right there was a church that would give us groceries right like we had never been on i have never ever been on public assistance my entire life yeah and then so this was the first time that we were, because Colorado, I mean, they were very generous, very generous state. Yeah. And um, so not only were we getting food stamps, but then also, Can I mean, we... I did feel a little bit guilty about it. But I mean, yeah. we've, we've been paying taxes for years. And then also these different churches, you would go and if you were a seminary student, they would just automatically let you yeah. have free food. And yeah. um well, why'd you feel good? Like when I, when I was working, we didn't go. We didn't get the free food. When I was working, we went off food stamps. Because the last two years... Right, we were only food stamps yeah. for what? One year, maybe? It was last two years I worked full-time in Boulder. And yeah. then we came off. We had our day-covered insurance. Yeah. We, we weren't on food, food stamps, stamps the whole time. It just was just... A, there was a, it was a period of it, yeah. Maybe like a, a year or something. I think the reason I felt guilty... like we oh, never, the year that you were the security guard. Yeah, yeah. I never We never pulled unemployment, right? No. I did feel some guilt because it's like, I don't have to do this. I could work full time. I don't have to go to seminary. Yeah. But in my heart, I, I felt I had to. I felt like I was dying on the inside. Yeah. Which. Well, you were. You didn't. You weren't dying on the inside, but you didn't really 
like your job. Right. You wanted to do this. It was a dream of yours. I'm really glad you did it. I am glad. But you know what's I'm really glad you did it. Funny about that. The, and this is another podcast. The career I hit a, two years. A year or two, I got into Agile and Scrum Master mm-hmm. right before I left to go to seminary. That's, I'm back in that. And I, and I really much I really much enjoy it now. Yeah. So uh, could I have done it at nighttime? I don't know. Like like the whole Agile thing is like uh, you, don't, you don't bite off a giant thing and take a risk you take a small right. piece and you test it out even with funding fragile projects we're just asking we have we start with a hypothesis and we say we think this will make us money and you do the smallest piece of work to prove that what mm-hmm. if i'd done that with with um, seminary like if i just took a few classes tested out do i still feel like this is going and anyway yeah you could have done that could've. you did take one or two classes online did no i you? did it we still well i we the first two years I did a ton of classes yeah and was through most of it and then they re-engineered the whole program so it went from 96 credit hours to 80 so that helped too yeah but at that point we were so deep in debt and uh, but I, we did I did a lot up front slowed down a bit worked full time but I, the other here's one other thing I think I could have instead maybe the first semester do it full time mm-hmm. but subsequent semesters like other students worked at Starbucks it would have been good for me to do that just to be out of the bubble Mm-hmm. So that would have been good. Anyway, that's how we got into debt. That's how we got back into debt, people. And now let, let's talk about the journey out. And the journey out of debt. Because let me tell you something. I don't like debt. And with this debt weighing on us every day, it would bother me so much. Because not only did we have the student loan debt, then we still owed on our car. How much do we owe on our car? Like eight thousand. Uh, so, um, we did, but that was later. So, okay. can I can I do a chronological? Sure. Is it okay? Do it chronological. So we're in, we're, we're in. Once I get the job in Boulder, two thousand fourteen, um, the 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 leak stops. Mm-hmm. So it could have got a lot worse. So the the we're already at that point as much in debt as we're going to be, and then we start to pay it off slowly, and then I come across. A friend of mine in Boulder talked about Dave Ramsey, Debt Snowball, and yeah. Total Money Makeover. I started listening to that. Tried it. It didn't make sense because he talked about, he said, save $1,000 first. And this isn't, by the way, this isn't a shot. And not, Brian was not, never sharing this with well, me, by the way. Him, yeah. He was like reading this by himself. He never really had a conversation with me about it. Yeah. So I don't really, really didn't know you were doing it. And I had, I had been introduced to Dave Ramsey too, but... I didn't really look at it that much. Yeah. I don't even I don't think I even listened to a podcast or anything. I want to say we're not trying to sell a system here in case people wonder. We're just talking oh, about Oh no, our we're journey. not. Yeah. We're just sharing our journey with you. So he says save a thousand dollars step one, save a thousand dollars for emergency funds, then you go after your credit cards and you go after and we'd a lot. Yeah. Because what I would do is well, what what was I doing? I, oh I would put stuff on credit card for, to fix the cars, get braces, whatever for the kids. And then I would transfer that over to student loans because it was lower interest. That's what was going. So it wasn't just the student loans itself. Right. It was take trying to get rid of the credit cards which I couldn't pay off and dumping them out, transferring them to student loans, government yeah. loans. So made some progress though because he says go after your smallest credit card first. Don't mm-hmm. pay them all off the same. Pay the minimum minimum on all, but aggressively go after that smallest one. And when you have that done. The money you were paying towards that, you roll that over to the next credit card. There's a whole, there's a whole thing about it. Right, but you didn't finish that. You abandoned that abandoned whole it, yeah. so thing. So abandoned that. And the reason I want to go chronological is because we had owned the minivan we owned at the time. 
Yeah. So we leave there, we come here, and then we buy a house. Mm-hmm. This house. Yeah, and we bought more. more well, we, we bought a small house, but we and bought... And we bought a car, too. We needed a new and car. And we bought a car. So we have the car for... Tw- it's 20000 for the car. And it's amazing we- what you can get with good credit. It is, though. It's amazing, yeah. <laughs> we do that. We move down here. Then we buy the house, too. Yeah. And... Um, uh, what that's okay so now we're looking at two just it helps me chronologically and now we're looking at brings us all the way up to this year actually mm-hmm. where we're toying around should we sell the house because the house is in a neighborhood that it's it's gone up quite a bit in price yes it's a booming neighborhood it's kind of like so it's right next to the san antonio botanical gardens and it's near all the museums so it's kind of like if you were if you've been to chicago and you're living in the neighborhood that's near the museum area and usually those areas kind of go up in value because yeah. their families like to be near those types of places. But yeah. And then San Antonio is going to do an expansion Yeah. because Broadway Avenue um, connects the downtown with another, with a suburb called Alamo Heights. And they want to beautify and widen Broadway and make it a boulevard. So that way it'll be super fancy and it's going to take several years to do, but that is just going to make this neighborhood even more yeah. desirable than it is even now. But it's a great neighborhood, but it the is. houses here are small and they're expensive. So we buy it in 2016. It's just a plot of land. By the time we move in, in summer of 17, it's already gone up 20000 They're selling the same house for 20000 So we're keeping our eye on this, at least... I think we were. We were. Were you always evaluating that this house could be the key to getting out of debt? Was it always on your radar? No, I think it got on my radar when I realized that we there was no wiggle room in our budget. Yeah, and you saw this as a way out. Yes, I don't like living in a system that is like okay, I have this much money for groceries, I have this much money for clothing, I have this much money for that, and there's no like. There's no wiggle room for that. Right, right. You're you know what I mean? It's like to your house. I say. like to eat. I like to buy like really good food, high quality food, and say yeah. I have this X amount of dollars to do that with. And the better food you buy, the more expensive it is. Yeah. So, I always felt like, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is that like, and two, if you want to go out to dinner. I don't want to be like, oh, I can't go out to dinner. or And I feel like, you know, when you're sending out $500 a month to pay for the student loan, and then you're sending out a few hundred dollars for the car payment or whatever, and you only have, <clears throat> say you only have $60 a month to eat out on, you know, because we would do a family eat out budget, and then we would do a date night eat out budget. Yeah. And those are great to have, because at least we are going out to eat. Right. But at the same time, it's like if someone calls you up and says, hey, do you want to go down? This new place just opened up. Do you want to go? I'm like, well, sorry, I can't go because I don't have the budget for that. Yeah. And there's no room in the budget for that. Yeah. Where am I going to get that money from? I don't have it. Yeah. And I don't like, I don't like that. Or vacation. Yeah. You, you like to travel. Yeah. If you wanted to travel... I don't really travel, but I'd, I'd, I would like to travel more. Right, but you can't. Right, exactly. Or you couldn't. Now you can. And I think... So, you come across Dave Ramsey when? This same guy who I didn't I, tell you about. Okay, so Liam actually started listening to Dave Ramsey. What was he listening to? 
I don't know. But okay. he starts listening to Dave Ramsey. Really? Yes. And he starts bringing up Dave Ramsey to me. And I was like, oh, you know, I know about Dave Ramsey, but I never, I hadn't given Dave Ramsey the time of day, really. Yeah. And because I'm always curious if the kids bring something up to me, I'm always curious to see what they're listening to. And he would share different things to me, with me. I didn't know he was a source of that, anyway. <clears throat> he was, yeah. So I started listening to Dave Ramsey's podcast, and I got instantly hooked. Yeah. And, well, because before it was like, okay, I want to get rid. I would just wake up every day and be like, oh my gosh, we have this huge debt. Not only do we have the debt... But then, then we own this freaking house that costs, you know, several hundred thousands of dollars. Yeah. We owe that too. Right. It's not and just. And the student loan and then the car. And, the, and we had yeah. a credit card too. With the and I'm like, oh my God. Like, I feel like I'm like suffocating. Yeah. So when Dave Ramsey is laying out this plan, I thought this plan is going to take us freaking forever. Yeah. To get out of debt. But if we sell our brand new house that we just bought. Yeah. Boom, we're out of debt instantly. So let me take you back to February of <coughs> 2020, just before this pandemic the hits. Pandemic. So I get a bonus. And, and you know what? The, so the company I worked for before, they would give pretty decent bonuses. Their salaries were okay. They were a bit lower than market, I think, but they're, they'd give a good bonus at the in February. And um, But again, I feel like we were in a cycle where sometimes that bonus was going to debt or whatever because mm-hmm. i think we were getting sneaking we were sneaking back into those old habits you yeah. know what i mean but in this case we had a car we bought we didn't need a car i guess and then we had um repairs on that lemon of a volvo that second car we got rid of finally and then we had a house anyway excuse me so february comes the loan come the this the um we've committed to this that this we, he calls it the debt snowball on yeah i think step step two so step one we saved the emergency funds right yes and then in step um two we go after those credit cards yeah right so i get this bonus and um it's a it's a it's a, it's a generous bonus and it's enough to pay off the car mm-hmm. and the credit card yep bye bye it was so hard to do that Literally, I saw in my account the money came in and it was gone in. It it the, the bonus sat in our account for three minutes. Three minutes. I texted a friend and I said, "I need to pay off this car and the credit card. We've committed to doing it. But, yeah. but now that this money's here, I've always wanted to go to Hawaii. We could do a family trip to Hawaii. Which, looking back, we we wouldn't have been able to do it. It was because yeah. March two thousand twenty wouldn't have been the time to go to Hawaii. Right." But it's like it's a narrative. I mean, I would love. I one day I would love to go to Hawaii. I mean, hopefully it's all it's cracked up to be. But anyway, um, I pressed the button, send to pay off the car, and it was I could see palm trees in my head, fading away. I literally. <laughs> I was could. very proud of you. But we came home and it's like the car's done. It's paid off. Credit card's done. We don't have any cash. Yep. But it's, and it's especially hard because you're sitting in an office with other people saying. Um, Oh, this is how I'm going to spend my bonus, and and it's hard. So you have to realize, you though, Brian, to, uh, probably nearly all of those people have debt. Yeah, but well, well, you know, yeah, but you don't know that. But most Americans do. Look at what happened during this pandemic. Well, no, I, they do, but they can manage it probably. No, because you just got... listen to about five of Dave Ramsey's podcasts. Yeah. The people who call in, we are not unique. No, no, I know that. I'm just saying, like a lot of the t- cases, I, these were dual income families. Dual income families are in debt. 
Yeah, but they're probably most yeah, making. Americans <clears throat> yeah. are in debt. Yeah, I agree. It's a way. Probably most. Yeah. Anyway, they are. So we do that, and then um, it COVID comes in March, and then we started saving. Um, we still have the more. No, we still have the no, mortgage. Wait. We still have the student loan. No, but we didn't start saving yet. Did we? We did. Once COVID came, it was. I changed jobs too. Right, but we had to sell the house first. No, I was able to say COVID just being indoors uh-huh. helped us save. Oh, but that wasn't not, a part of terribly. the next step. It wasn't part. Of the next step was to uh, so with the we so baby step two we we put the house on the market. Yes, we put the house on the market, people, and I have hard. to tell you. People thought and still think that we are insane. And yeah, and we might be. Our neighbors. Okay, number one, I want to say we have an amazing. Before I slam them, we live on an amazing street. <laughs> we do with their. <clears> we street. have the best neighbors we in do. the world. Yeah, like they are my friends. Yeah, we hang out together. I love them dearly, and believe me, this was a huge tough decision it was. to make. Because we didn't want to leave. Because we had been, we were like tumbleweed for so long. We needed right. Roots. This was going to be our forever home. It was. It really was. I never planned on leaving here. No, we have to get to the. You're saying this was going to like we're still in the house, which is interesting. Which is right, we're story. still in the house, even though we sold it. But anyway. But we didn't want to leave the street. We didn't want to leave the street. But we, we <laughs> knew. On. Yes. But we talked to our neighbors. Obviously, our neighbors didn't want us to leave. Right. right? Yeah. So of course they're going to be like, just couldn't understand like. Don't you know this house is going to grow in value over the it, years? It, yeah, yeah. And it is. But I don't want to stick around and see that happening. I would rather have my money in my hand now. Well, so that was... that was And put it in yeah, the bank. That was part part of it, too. It was... Um, it's a, like the money would be... Yeah, you could make money on this house. And it all depends where you're at, right? The right. guy who bought this house from us. Yeah. Um, he's in a different place than we are. Like he can right. sit and, and and wait for it to gain value and mm-hmm. good for him, and he'll get the benefits if if the Broadway corridors is successful. But we, I felt we needed equity now for college. Uh-huh. I did want to travel. My dad's getting older. Um, I was I was in Ireland two years ago. Loved being home again. Yeah. Wanted to travel more to home. Yeah, because Brian didn't there. get to go home all the time. I'd right. like for. You to be able to go home to at least twice a year. I want you to be able to go home too. You know? That was a joke. Oh, I'm in I'm fi- at home. It's a five hour drive. So. Yeah, my home's very close. Uh so yeah, so I think for us it's like we need the we don't want it sitting in a house. We need we need to start saving right. some money. Because I mean the other part of the debt thing was saving for retirement mm-hmm. and and kids' college funds was pretty much right decimated and and minimal minimized. Not completely decimated, right. we but it was putting, definitely... And this is a harsh thing I'm going to say, Brian, so Go don't ahead. be offended. Okay. I feel like we put you yeah. above our children. I, I would agree. Our children's future. I think you're dead on. And, you know, I mean, it's not the end of the world. Like, now we're going to be able to pay for Liam's college. Yeah. Which is great. Like, we could totally pay for it out of pocket, I think. Yeah, or, and, he could, or he could pay for it out of pocket. Well, he's going to work. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. He's going to work because actually kids who work in college, they do better than kids who don't work. Why do you think I put me above everyone else? Well, well, this is one theory. Well, there's two things, two theories I have. One is you felt like a calling from God maybe trumps everything else, perhaps. And well, That's a theory. Well, also, there was a belief that if I just 
if I'm obedient to that call, everything will work out. Right, and that's false. Well, I don't know. I still part of me is wondering. No, here another. It's you, not know, true. you know, another narrative is like. Uh, I don't think there's a single scripture we, in the Bible that says we, that. We, we, is it? Do you think that's a prosperity gospel thing? Kind of, yeah. It could be because even now, like the narrative, I tell myself as well. Uh, we got out of debt See, through Brian's... this house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The whole God invites, God pays. Um, Maybe He paid through the house. Oh my God! Please don't say that. Okay, well, let's move on then. We can. I don't believe that at all. I think okay. God... That might be a prosperity. If it's, God it's, was paying attention to you during that time, yeah. I feel like God was up there thinking, oh man, this is, he's going to be in a lot of debt. Yeah. No, okay, but to go back, I, I agree. I think I did... No, I'm just trying to explain where my mind was. I did... Because um, God gives we should us have a been, brain. We should have been... I did choose me over the kids. And okay, this is my other theory. The kids' education. I chose my education over the kids' education. Right. And here's my theory about why you may have chosen to do that. Yeah. Is you never got to have the college experience. So your undergrad, you did at night yeah, while yeah. you worked full time and you had babies at home. Yeah. I could have though. Like yeah, you're so right. you didn't get, you didn't live on campus. I mean, I never I, I only lived on campus for one semester at Texas A and M. Yeah. So I never really had it either. But I did have mine in Chicago. I had my own apartment. I went to school downtown in the city. Yeah. So I did have like a college experience where I got up in the morning and I went to class and I knew my friends at school and I it had is my a nice job. Isn't it? Yeah. I didn't have children at home. But your undergrad was working all day, going to school at night, coming home and having little babies. Yeah. Well, no, you graduated, I think, the year Liam was born. Oh, for the undergrad, yeah. For the undergrad. So I think maybe wanting to have that experience. Possibly, yeah. My mom wanted me to have that experience when I first came to the States, I think she said that. And you got to have and it. I, I probably should have. Like when I got here when I was 20, it wouldn't have been a bad. Yeah. It just wasn't on my radar. So to, do you uh, think that has anything to do with it? or? I think it could have been because the first semester walking from the apartment across the yard to the library, I, uh-huh. would, I, would wanna, I wouldn't pinch myself in case I woke up. Literally. Yeah. Literally, yeah. it's like I don't want to wake up from this dream. It, feel, it felt like a dream the first semester. Yeah. Uh, so Dreams come with the price they tag. They do come with a price tag, yeah. Um, so we did sell the house. But the guy, so we're downstairs saying, we're back and forth downstairs on the garage door and I'm putting stickies up there saying pros and cons. And it's like, we really don't want to leave the street, but we want to sell the house. So a guy offers to buy the house and would we want to rent it back from him? Yep. It seemed outlandish at first. It's like a magical offer because... But at first, you know, my first thought was... What? I don't want to sit here and watch this thing go up in value and he's making all the money and I'm not. That's going to be hard. But right. I got past it pretty fast right, because it was is, a win-win, now, right? But we have a. Here's the other thing, is that you have to realize that every person is different. Like another family's goal for their vision and yeah, their future yeah. is going to be different than <laughs> our vision. Yeah. Okay, so like my vision is not to own a house that costs hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. that I'm not going to pay off for it 15 years. It that much. I'm not. You make it sound like it was a $600,000 home. No, it's not a $600,000 home. Okay, but when you say hundreds of thousands of dollars, what, do you, what number comes to mind? It, over one is hundreds. I don't know. 
So two hundred thousand dollars would be hundreds of thousands of dollars. It wouldn't be. No. What was three? So it was three hundreds has to be more than one hundred. Okay. Anyway, I digress. It was three hundred sixteen thousand dollars is what we bought it for. Yeah, which to me that's a lot. No, 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 I guess let's put it into perspective. I'm digressing. Yeah. Let's put it into perspective. In Chicago. And in Denver. Yeah. Though the housing oh, market yeah. in those towns Crazy. is outrageous, yeah. right? Here's the thing about San Antonio. San Antonio, you can buy a house for a hundred thousand. You can buy one for two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred, all the way up. There is a house for everyone in this town. Yeah. That is the beauty of San Antonio. In fact, if you need to go somewhere that's affordable to live, come to San Antonio. It's a great place. Yeah. We could have bought a bigger home in this city for $150,000. Yeah, yeah. On an acre of land, probably. Yeah. But who wants to live way out there? I mean, okay, oh, some people do. Saying, Sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying that we chose to spend we more did. money than we needed to because we wanted to be in a certain location. We did. We did. Well, and it, it worked to our advantage, though, looking back. It, it, the price went up fast. Right, because of that. And it is a fun location. I like it because we can take the kid, you know, you can take the bus downtown. It's nearby. But anyway, uh, so that we, we sold the house in August and we're renting it back. And then that, w- that was enough to, that and a little bit of savings got us out of the student loan. And then we've been able to save. So we're on step three, baby step three. Right, which is saving a... Saving just enough in case of emergency funds. He says three to six months of, right. of living expenses. So we're on that baby step three. And it's it feels good. It feels good. Good, I was going to gonna ask you that. I do. How I, do you feel I, about I feel like a bit this of a, decision? I feel really good. I feel, like I feel a great. Bit of a, now, when I do see the construction on Broadway, it's like, oh, it's going to boom. And but I you know what? I don't care. Okay. Well, we could still probably, in the next few years, buy something smaller or... But we have a plan already. Are you abandoning our plan for the future? No, I'm not. Why? Why do you think I am? Because I said we could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what if we don't know the future? What if we both? Well, no. The plan is. This and... is the plan that we've talked about. Yes. Sometimes I feel like you don't know what our plan is, or that you. I do. You know what it is, though. I think it's it's a good plan. I just think it's good to hold it, hold plans loosely. Well, of course, but then I feel like you don't. That we have all these conversations about the future. Yeah. But then you're not really committed. Well, let me ask you a question. Are you gonna you think you'll retire here? In San Antonio? Yeah. Yes. I don't wanna I I don't wanna live in another city. Okay. Do you? Well, I mean you wouldn't be up for like doing maybe living in Ireland for a few years or somewhere. I would live in Ireland for three to six months to try it out first, but I'm not gonna live in Ireland permanently. Would you live Three months a year if we had enough money. Yes, I okay, would. That's good. I definitely would do that. that. Would that be a fun goal? I think that'd be really cool. Yeah, you could buy because I thought that was part of the plan. Yeah, not, I mean, not I, yearly. I, I didn't know you were considering it yearly. I don't know if, but, yeah, I don't know if yearly. But I think even two weeks a year, like in a hotel. No, I think we could do more Earth. than two weeks. I thought. See, in my mind, the whole part of the reason is selling this. Yeah. And to not have debt, so that we yeah. can save a bunch of money. Is that we can travel, and that also you, if we do want to stay in Ireland for three months, we could do that. Do you ever get concerned of how much information we're giving out? Just no. Like we almost like gave out our 
all our financial information. I don't care. Everything Who except cares? the bank routing number, you know. Who cares? Okay, anyway. So, <clears throat> can I go back to step three? No. It's so funny. Like, You're bothered we're by having something. this I can conversation. See face, yeah. And it's like we both have no, ideas. I like it. Okay, I'm going to tell you the plan. You just yeah. interrupted me. Okay. We both have plans of where and how the conversation should go, where we want to drive it. In this, in the podcast right, conversation? Right, in the podcast. Yeah, right. So it's like we have two drivers. Oh, we and do? We both, okay, okay. We're fighting over the, the steering, steering wheel. wheel. But I think we're wheel. on the somewhat same. Did they you say are. steering wheel? Yeah, in text, <laughs> I grew up saying steering wheel. Why do you correct yourself? Of steering you tell me not to wheel. correct myself. If I say an Irishism and then I correct it. Because you make fun it. of me. I don't make fun of you. You'll repeat it. If I say steering You repeat things wheel, I say. You say saloon. Say will. You repeat funny things I say that are Irishisms, right? You make fun. Do you, do you feel like I make fun of I don't feel like you're making fun of me. I think you think it's cute. Yeah, I think it's cool. Well, I no, think you okay. think it's like hickey or stupid. Did I ever say that? No, but you'll just be like, will or whatever. <laughs> steering will. <laughs> yeah. It's a steering will. <clears throat> what, a steering what would a steering will be? The lawyer says, here's your here's your father's will. Now we could steer it this way. <laughs> That's not funny. That's not funny. Okay. All right. Your, the plan is find a plot of land. There's cheap plots of land here. In, in certain areas that may not be desirable. But you buy the plot of land and you build a tiny house. Not a tiny house, but a small house. Because by the small time we house. get there, we're going to yeah. be on our own. So I, I'm all for that. Right. So the plan, this is the dream, is for less than... Like the top I would want to spend would be 100000 I'd like to spend 50000 for <clears> the <throat> land and the house. Okay, and it's possible because I watch people do it all the time on YouTube. People have land. And you're giving me, I hate the no, look well, you're giving me right now. I really hate that. Well, no, I'm sorry. I'm really, no, what? you're making fun of me <laughs> in your head right now. Can I, well, because you said on YouTube. Okay, is, you know what? what? You don't do the research that I do. Okay, I was. Well, okay, so don't make fun of me <laughs> silently over there, people. The look I'm getting. <laughs> I'm going to laugh. Okay, it's not funny. Okay, it's I'm not, not stupid. Funny. Okay, there are people said who, was. Get, who build okay. homes for $20,000. It's when you said YouTube. What's wrong with YouTube? Because what about, is there evidence that it's happening here in this city? Yes. Okay, that's There different. are people if you doing said, it in Blanco, Texas. That's too far away. If you had said Did here. Did I say we were going to live in Blanco? No, no. If you had said, I've, I know people doing it here in San Antonio for that price, I wouldn't have grinned. You can do it in San Antonio for that price. Did you know that in San Antonio, money grinning at the fifty, you can buy a plot of land the same size we're sitting on right now for ten thousand dollars. I've seen it. And you can buy an arched cabin in from Austin Company. Okay, good. For right. five thousand dollars. Okay, that's fair. I got it now. What if, do you mean that's fair? I get I'm it. Not an I idiot. Remember, I'm not an idiot. Why do you have to take us so personally? I get it. You. Uh, I, okay. Well, I'm just. I get it. If you, had, if you had said all that. I only what do you gri- mean if I had said all that? I said tell that, you this stuff all the time. I know, time. I would have remembered, but it's when you said you see people on YouTube doing it. I just didn't think well, that was a, a good... there are a lot of brilliant... Do you know you can know. learn how to build an entire house on YouTube? Oh, you I can know learn gonna... how to install a toilet on YouTube. You can learn how to do I anything in the no, world I know. on YouTube. I just, I, it, it's 50000 for the land and the house in the city limits just seemed a bit... Exce- I didn't... I, do, I, I'm just struggling to see do that. Do you know you can buy a be house a in the city... Do you know how big San Antonio is? Yes, I do know how big it is. I'm just laughing. We talked about conflict last week. Oh my gosh, Brian. (laughs) 
No, I'm all for that. Okay. You know, Brian has this thing get, he does that annoys the your, hell out of me. We have me. to argue after this or we don't. Because he looks, he gives me condescending looks. It's not. It was grinning. It's not condescending. It's like, oh, here she goes with some stupid stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is. No, how do you know it's, it is? It is. Stupid is a strong word. I just thought it was, I was questioning your data. That's all. Why would you question my data? What's wrong with questioning That's your data? That's why I'm offended that you would question you my be. data. You you take no, you're holding your why data too do personally. You, do why you, do you question? Remember we talked. Why I'll do tell you, you think? If I think your data's data's what if? Hey, I, wait here. Let's <clears> put our in, into practice last week's okay. podcast. When you give me a look like that, the story I tell myself okay is that you think I'm stupid. No. That is not, that's not the story that's, that's going on in my head. When you tell, when you, first of all, I'm sorry for grinning. I could see where that would be condescending. When you, when you, okay. When you talk about your data, I see your data as separate from you. So if I think your data is stupid, that doesn't mean you're stupid. But, but that story, yeah. when I, when I see you do that, yeah. the other story I tell myself is that you don't think I know how to find good data. Okay, that's not true. I I, th- I I do trust how you get data. I don't think you're pulling it from some crazy website. So I wasn't. And you that's don't not... spend as much time on YouTube as I do. Like you don't. I have time. Yeah. Well, because there there's been like several months since all this planning of selling the house and all that, where I have been doing loads of research. You know what it is when it comes to <clears throat> yeah. building small homes, the different kinds of small homes you can build. I think I, how I, much they cost. I think I know what the issue is. If you had said, and this might be a snobbery, not towards you, but towards modern data. So are you embarrassed by me? But people no, 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 are no, listening no. to this. No, I'm not. I think it's funny because we talked about the conflict last week. That's what I was going to talk at the beginning about how we got into terrible conflict four days after. We talked about it, but once the bullets are flying, you forget all your training. Oh, yeah. It's hard to use the training in the moment. No, what I was going to say is like, you know, like if you if you reference YouTube in, in a college paper, they'd laugh at you, right? Like but, if, if you, let me finish. If you had said, I've done research and I went to the, uh, the I don't know, the uh, American Builders Association in San Antonio City Hall or something, it would have sounded better. But I think it's just the word YouTube Right away, I'm thinking, wow, you got to question that. But but in knowing what you've seen on YouTube, where you landed on, it's something about that media of YouTube. But where you, I know the places you went on YouTube, and I think they're credible places. They're actual well, businesses. Well, that's what I was going to say. I get it. Go... it was just the YouTube that made me grin. Right, but it hurts my feelings. Okay, I'm sorry. I don't mean to hurt your feelings. How, how would I do it differently next? I can't help grin. I'm going to grin. I, I I think a better approach would have been like, I oh, so laughed. you were doing, were you, one, were you doing research on YouTube? Yeah. Yes. Two, who were you researching? Yeah. Are they reputable? Yeah. No, I, I should do have led with a question. they know what talking I, I know. about? Yeah, I know. Well, part you're, of the... you're never going to, re- you're never going to, if you're writing a paper and you're taking a source from YouTube, you're not just going to put YouTube. Gotcha. You put, okay, like, the person on YouTube. These are people who are builders who yeah. own companies. Yeah, yeah. Who are architects? Yeah. No. If you had said, if you had said, first of all, I'm not trying to blame you. I, I, the grin. I, I'm sorry. I, I grinned more because we were getting into a fight in the you know in the recording. So that's why I, I was know, grinning. It's, it's like that talk. No, but if you had said, hey, I'm basing that fifty thousand off the fact that we have together seen a plot of land, albeit in in the ghetto. You know, for it's not the ghetto, but it's it was a rough looking area, right? 
But anyway, you said we saw it ourselves with our own eyes. For that was twelve thousand, and as you know, Brian, we what we watched those guys in Texas build those homes, and they can do it for forty thousand, and then that's where I'm getting my numbers. Then I would have been like, oh, that makes sense. Well, I was trying to do that, but your look was distracting me. I'm sorry. Because I was getting stupid, the you, stupid glare. What if we did the podcast where we couldn't see each other? No. Then you wouldn't have seen my face. Anyway, uh, are we done with the story? Well, I guess we are. I mean, I feel amazing that we're debt free. Yeah. And December, we will have reached our goal. Hopefully, of the three to six months emergency It'll fund. It'll be on the lower side, but yeah. Um, saved, and I feel amazing about that. Because then our kids will be starting to give them a few perks that they didn't have before, like horse riding lessons and things they've been wanting to do. And yeah. That's it. You know what? Okay, I'm not going to grin, but that what feels so... I guess, you know... What? Did you... Such an expensive hobby, isn't it? Horse riding lessons. Yeah, but they never get they okay, don't have okay. lessons no, that's of any fine. kind, Brian. The no, hell? you're right. You're right. That's fine. I get Jeez. it. Jeez. Okay, you're right. Fine. No, let's do it. There's only two of them who like horses anyway. Oh my god! And you guys would not believe the amount of arguments we've had over that freaking student loan. Yeah, it's gone. We would fight about it so much. Debt uh, causes stress. It does. It, that number, the moment... And I would blame Brian all the time because let me tell you, even though our kids were having an amazing time because they had tons of friends on seminary campus, there were things they didn't get that I have huge regret over. When we were in seminary? Yes. Like, like Finn. She should have been in dance her whole life. Yeah, yeah, I get you. She could have. And but, we but... couldn't afford to put her in dance and things like that. Well, and I just... I mean, we did put them in soccer. They were in soccer. But here's the thing, though. They didn't like okay, soccer. Okay, can I respond? I know we're in. But hour, I get, I get an hour and ten in. But can I respond? I get to mad it? at you about the horse riding thing. They okay, love. Okay, I do. That's great. I'm, they love it. I get it's great. And there's no, that's great. It's why it's, do you, why does it upset you so? It much? It doesn't upset me so much. It's just it's like when I think of horse riding, I think of upper crust. But we're not. Nor is horse riding. It's not that. Okay. Let it's me go not back to foo foo place. I either. think, by the way. In the five years in Denver, we lived in a 1,000-square-foot apartment. Finn slept in a storage room. It was a big storage room. Yeah. Uh, and yet, they had the best time of their lives. So to, they did. to think they were that it was anything missing because they weren't in soccer or they weren't in whatever. I wasn't in soccer. We went out and kicked the ball around the park. What? But that's the thing. You thought it was okay for you to get a giant yeah, I get it. seminary degree, but... But here's my point. They though. didn't I get did. tons a, of stuff while a, you were getting all this really other stuff. They really enjoyed their five years playing. They had tons of friends out there. They were playing like I did as a kid where they had like 20, 30 friends on, in, playing in the yards. I don't think they felt they lacked anything. You know what I think someone needs to write a book about? Yeah. When you're making a decision about huge life things, like how is a way, like when you're going into making a huge life choice... Yeah. What kind of questions should you ask yourself? That would be a great thing of coaching. A big thing of coaching you know is the I right mean? question, not the answer. What's the question you're asking people to help them see things? Right, because it's not that I regret doing it, but I do have regrets about it. I yeah. have regrets about how we got there. I have regrets about things that we didn't. I mean, we didn't see the future. We just did what we knew to do at the time. But I really... I feel like people should be better equipped. Do you think those people with the no regrets 
bumper stickers. Do you think they mean it? Do you think these people just go through life with no regrets? Yeah, I do. Yeah, we should try I do. that. I mean, I don't. I don't live every day waking up thinking, "Oh my gosh, I have all these regrets." Yeah. But when I'm in the moment, right? Like I don't really, I don't, I don't regret going to seminary that you went. I don't regret that. Right. Yeah. I just regret that there were some things I wish. Yeah. I would have. Right. Would have been filled out more. Gotcha. For my kids. Yeah. And I feel like now it's their turn to be put first. Right. You know? And so I feel bad. I guess yeah. I feel guilty. Maybe guilty is a better thing to say than regret. Yeah. Actually, I feel regret and guilt. Yeah. I feel like I let Finn down. Yeah. And, you know... I feel like I failed her. Wow. Okay. As a parent. Yeah. And that I could have, even though we did make a huge investment in her while we were there, but yeah, we could have made more investments in her because Liam was so bookish. Yeah, yeah. He didn't really seek to do anything outside of a book, you yeah. know. Right. Um, and then you know Callum, he was little, so right. he was like, kind of still finding his way. So I think Finn kind of. Yeah. Her her gifts and talents. I think we could have built into her much more and I think that fell through the cracks and I feel sad about that. Do you think yeah, well And I no, feel now sad. we need to funnel right that back into her into them. It's not about us anymore. It's about them and getting them set up for their adulthood because they're they're getting ready to launch. Liam's right. going to be 18. Yeah. Finn is going to be 17. And get them ready to spread their wings. And and I think selling the house is... We are going to be able to do that now. Yeah. We are going... You know what causes the biggest... They'll cut you off there. No, I'm finished. What causes the biggest stress in marriage? Two things. What? Money, money, and husbands grinning at their wives. Yeah, when they make statements. Okay, am I gonna hear about this like the rest of the day now? Not that you ever, you don't normally do that. Do what? <laughs> you gonna give me a hard time after for my? I don't think you will. I think you. Well, I do feel like this podcast. I think I'm over that part, but I think talking about this this morning, and I was feeling this actually before the podcast. Yeah. I was thinking. um that I just, I feel sad that, like, I didn't, you know, invest more yeah. in giving fit. Oh, I was watching a dance documentary last night. Right. Going to bed. And the dancers were amazing. And our daughter's very talented. She's very limber. She's a good dancer. Yeah. And, and she did take gymnastics for a while, but she didn't like it. And she quit. Um, but I've never put her in dance because it's like, I just always felt like we didn't have the money. Yeah. Because of freaking debt. Okay. 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 Seminary. I, I got it. I got it. Do you but, think, do you, but now, and, but so I feel guilty. So last night I was actually feeling really sad last night Yeah. about that because I feel like we failed her. Right. And so then I want to you know put her in dance and, and she wants to take horse riding lessons i want her to have those things i yeah. want to 
Give right. her those things right. now. Do you think that like that just feels like strong language? Do you think we're do you think we're the first generation of parents who are having these conversations? Do you think parents in past generations were have, were thinking about these things? Do you think I mean, have we over have were. we overcorrected as parents? Where it's like we're just you could drive yourself nuts as a parent, blaming yourself for stuff they lacked or things they end up doing that no, are foolish. No. Okay, they're going to be fine, right. right? I'm not saying they. They've had a great childhood. They have a great life. Yeah. I'm not trying to put it down. Yeah. I'm just saying that when you see someone who's gifted, I just I just think, okay, so I've known that she's gifted for a long time, but then I didn't do what I could have done. Right, right. And because I was foolish, or we were foolish with our money for yeah, many yeah. years. Yeah. And oh, and there's a gaping hole in this conversation too that we didn't even touch, which is tithing. Yeah. Okay. Giving the church thousands okay, and okay. thousands. Okay. That's, that's a whole other podcast. Thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars that was paying people's salaries. Yeah, and in some cases, uh, uh, and, legitimate salaries that where we wanted uh, certain individuals. Right, to but be I mean, looking to do, back, to do my family took lots of sacrifices. Yeah. Can we? I'm not even know, you know at this point if I want to release this. Why are you embarrassed? No, it's just way too personal. But that's what a podcast is. I know, but it just keeps getting more personal and more personal. I don't mind the fighting on the mic, but we're going down into the tithing world. Like that's. Is that because you would be embarrassed because I have different views than you? No, I, I'm okay getting to it. I, we could get to it, but I'm, I also want to land this thing. And, and, well, and you can, just you can another... land the plane anytime, but I'm just saying yeah, okay. that you and I have had this conversation No, we have. Before. I do it, but I think it's a whole podcast on its own. I'd have to I'd have to do breathing exercise before we went into it, but it's, t- it's a tough one, you know? It's like... Um, because well, that's another false narrative. Well, you know what it is? It's... Um, how would I say... Well, I don't know how, I don't know how I have to collect my thoughts around it. I think it's around like people may learn, friends of ours may learn where our heads are at um, now that may not have talked to us in a while. I mean, where they are theologically on our journey and they, and you know, there's the fear of being judged. Oh man, you went off the rails, Brian. You know what I'm saying? So there's that, there's that fear. Do you think that's a legitimate human fear? Do you have that? Yes. I have that every day. Your face looked like you were going to say no. That's of funny course, you said yes. I get I get afraid of being judged constantly. Okay. I'm gonna shift gears. I'm gonna grab the steering wheel now. Is that okay? Okay. You don't look like you're okay with that. Well, because it's an hour and twenty minutes in. Okay, well let's land Let the plane. Hungry. Land the plane. Well, so we so, can but go there eat. is okay. Next time, well, we talked about tithing. That's gonna come up because I did want to talk about our journey into evangelicalism. Yeah. Well, maybe, let's... maybe next time. But there's some study on that because I do want to define what evangelicalism is. So we'll probably, we may go there next time. What podcast or media have you come across that you're excited by? Well, I did. Okay, Bill Gates and Rashida Jones just came out with a new podcast called uh, Rash- I think it's just like Ask They Ask Big Questions. Um, and I listened to it and their first episode was on the, uh, the vaccination and on the pandemic and they had Dr. Anthony Fauci on the podcast. And, um, anyway, it was a very enjoyable and informative podcast. Um, so I'll just leave it at that. The one 
And I'm oh. still listening to a lot of new art podcasts. How about any any okay? So any media. So it could be book book podcast no. or. And you just wanted me to share one. Oh well, I don't know. I have one. Which okay, I just the, shared mine. Okay, the Crown. That's mine. Oh yeah, I love the Crown. I uh, as a, I think season four has upped the game and the casting is. Amazing. I mean, the woman who plays the queen is outstanding. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of which, Broadchurch. The woman who plays the queen was in Broadchurch, and that's a British show. A bit dark, but very great acting. I'd like to recommend that, too, okay. after you watch The Crown. You look all down and out there. Well, I am down, because you wanna, if I start talking about something uncomfortable, then you want to stop talking. Yeah. Well, you didn't feel like the tithing might be a whole other... I know, it is a whole a other whole thing. A whole other episode that you want to go there later. But anyway, I am, I am feeling rather upset now about thinking of that and then just thinking of... Um, and then now when you start talking about something you want to talk about, now you're happy again. Like what? The crown? Yeah. No, I'm just... The crown takes two minutes to talk about. Okay, I know. We're not going to talk about tithing, that now, which is okay. takes a whole... Um, there's a whole other spiel. Not just the subject. It's it's the incendiary nature of it. Do you know what I'm saying there? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. It's like you're going to lose a lot of your friends if you go th- go talk there. Okay. We're going right. to go eat breakfast now. Do I have to go send this out? You know, Can I teach you how to do it so I can go eat breakfast? No, I make breakfast. Oh, and I'll send it out. And you send out the podcast. Oh. Well, guys, sorry for getting down. Oh, I don't think we should ever apologize. So, well, you make me feel like I need to apologize. Because well, they can't you, like, see your face. effectively shut me down. When? You shut me down. You're like, the, we're, the like eh, we're not going to talk. We're not going there. We're not going to do this right now. That's okay. That's fine. I'm fine. I just thought we should steer it back on the road. Because you were going to go off to the left, to the far left there. Or the right, whatever. To the left, to the left. So. It's Beyonce. Okay, you guys. Have a wonderful week. Enjoy yourselves. Do something fun. Bye-bye. Have a good uh, weekend. <laughs>